I'm really curious on how Battlefront Two did sales wise because I keep seeing I keep seeing pictures on like Reddit and shit. Of yeah, like, it's like the like the stands like they have it kind of like a Target. Yeah, and like Walmart, and it's literally everything's gone except Battlefront Two, yeah. which you know tickles puts, my fancy. Yeah, puts a little smile on my face. But I'm I'm actually curious on like how well. Like that game. I was out getting drunk at the 99. Yesterday? No, it was Thursday when we were supposed No, it was Wednesday. I was going to say yesterday was. I, yeah, I, I was out getting drunk at the 99 restaurant. <laughs> the fuck goes to 99 anymore? I did. Okay. I'm getting drunk with Casey. <laughs> and our waiter was telling us all about how he wants to buy Battlefront 2. And I was like, you shouldn't do that. And I was like, look at all the hours and look at all that. And uh, I don't think he was listening because I was very drunk at the 99 restaurant. Always a real deal. They didn't have Guinness, so I was drinking Angry Orchard and Sangria. Alternating, of course. Doesn't sound too bad to me. Yeah, it was like, it was juicy. It was, it was a fruity evening for me. I had a lot of fruit in me. Good. Yeah. And then I got shrimp scampi, buffalo wings. Mm. It's the 99 and... The food sucks. <laughs> I've, no, it was Jamaican shrimp with black pepper. I haven't eaten that in 99 forever. It sucks. It's shit. The only ones, isn't there like, I think there's one in Atterboro near my house, if it's still there. But uh, there's the one, one on Oakland Ave. Yeah, and there's one, one down there. But it sucks. I mean, yeah, it's probably why I haven't been to it in it's fucking pretty fucking forever. shitty. And like Applebee's is shitty too, but like. Applebee's is a different kind of shitty. Applebee's makes me think, huh, I could have done this at my house. <laughs> and then, but 99 makes me say, I probably couldn't have done this at my house, but the quality is about the same. So, like, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Yeah, but you know what they have at Apple app at Applebee's and 99? What? Beer. Do I was there? You were not wrong. Yeah, it's like, uh, if McDonald's served beer, I'd go to McDonald's more. I've never gotten drunk in a Chipotle, though. I was going to say Chipotle serves beer. Yeah, I've never gotten drunk in a Chipotle. Although, definitely on my bucket list. <laughs> I'm sure it is. Because let me tell you, if I get drunk in a Chipotle, there will be 15 different kinds of mess. Yes. All unique and different. All unique and with queso. <laughs> Cheese will be involved with some of them. <laughs> yes. But yes, yes. Especially now that they have queso. Check out your local Chipotle. Has queso cheese now. Chipotle, follow us on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, shout out to whoever. I don't know. Like, if we it, don't know exactly how the situation worked. All I know is I saw your text this morning, and it was my favorite thing. So, if 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 our previous episode, which was on Bioshock Infinite, we opened talking about floating, um, <laughs> and then I was going through in, our Instagram this morning, and uh, a floating account followed us. Now, the only thing that makes sense that Josh pointed out, and I agree with him, because I didn't put anything about floating in, like, the description on Instagram for that episode or, like, any of the hashtags. It's literally just in the actual audio file like, oh, yeah. of, like, the episode that mentions floating. 
is that like somebody on the, that listens to this podcast works at a floating spot and like it's the only thing I can think us. of. So if that is true, shout outs to you because that made our day. Yeah, dude, we were. <laughs> he sends me this and I start laughing my ass off. It's like this is amazing. I still haven't gone floating. I, now I think I'm gonna <laughs> because you guys keep it real just, and I respect that. Just for that, you guys keep it real. So anyway, we're Navi Tales. Hi, I'm Nick. Hi, I'm Josh. Uh, we are a video game lore podcast, and this week we are talking about Overwatch again. This time we're diving a little bit deeper into the lore, not just the average overarching story. We're tackling the terrorist organization Talon, yeah. because we wanted to. And the new hero is out for Overwatch now. I know you've had a chance to play her, and I haven't, because I've been playing other things. But, um, the, uh, yeah, so... And she's a uh, talent agent, along with the last one. Yeah, <laughs> good, good, good explanation. Uh, yeah, Doomfist. But um, yeah. So uh, we thought, hey, let's let's talk a little bit about talent and all these fuckers. Yeah. And usually, this is where we'll talk about how much we play a game, or how much we, or like if we've ever played it and shit. But like, it's fucking Overwatch. <laughs> if you've listened to this podcast, you know Nick and I played a. A lot of Overwatch. Yeah. And it's a good... Yeah. I hadn't played it in a while, and then I, I remembered that the new character came out, and I was looking for something to play the other day, so I was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw on some Overwatch. It's one of those games you can just, like, take a break from and dive right back into it like nothing changed. Yeah. I was going off on Roadhog. It was great. It's great. It's so great to, like, take a huge break and then come back and do, like, amazing in a game. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's usually, every time I do that in Overwatch, it's always with a character that I was not good with before. <laughs> you just magically learned them. With one exception. I will always be good with Torbjorn. Yes, same. My little, my little dwarf. And I will always be bad with Hanzo. And he's Swedish. Yeah, I've never been good with Hanzo. I've never been particularly good with Genji. I bet you if I turned that this too. shit on and played it right now, I'd be good with Genji. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I bet you fucking money. But yeah, no, the new character's fun. Yeah, I was. Uh, I was. It was like, well, because like I only saw like the quick promotional stuff from Blizz, uh, BlizzCon. And I was like, oh, that's kind of cool, but I have no idea how like hell this character works in any sense. Yeah. So I like looked at it quick, and uh, I started playing with it. And I was like, this character is super fun, and like I really enjoyed the play style, and I was actually doing really well. Oh, I believe uh, you. In one of the matches, so definitely definitely gonna have to learn her some more yeah definitely gonna have to play that game again sometime yep sure <laughs> yep mm -hmm. <laughs> well i'm definitely gonna have to play it more because i've had my playstation in my bedroom rather than in my basement where we record and um uh in my bedroom i have like no fucking internet so i usually don't play online games in my bedroom so that's why i haven't really been playing anything sure josh I've been playing one game. We'll talk about that at the end, as we usually do. Let's talk about Talon, huh? Yeah. Talon is a terrorist organization that serves as the antagonistic entity in the game Overwatch. Talon has actually existed since before the downfall of Overwatch. Back then, they were less of a threat, but with the fall of Overwatch, they have become more and more of a threat. Talon members usually wear black body armor and ballistic masks, but the commanders wear much different clothing. They also have technology good enough to make operatives like Widowmaker. Which I think was, like, she's the only character who's directly, like, whose origins are a direct result of Talon. Yeah. 
Like the other ones kind of just signed up for it. Yeah. So we're going to talk a lot about Widowmaker in this. She's a cool cat. She's a character. <laughs> uh, so Talon appears to be connected to Blackwatch. Uh, this is actually seen in dialogue by McCree, uh, who comments on them using Blackwatch tactics and how they uh, are organized themselves and how they fight. He also gets recognized by one of the members, and um, this would make sense considering Reaper, the ex-head of Blackwatch, would go on to become a leader of Talon. Uh, if you don't know what Blackwatch is, it is the secret covert ops organization splinter of Overwatch. Yes. It was led by Commander Reyes, who gets fucked up and becomes Reaper. Yeah. The edgy. The edgelord. Becomes the edgelord. Becomes edge. Yeah, this whole McCree stuff was in his <clears throat> uh, his comic. Yes, that was in his comic. We are, we're going into that kind of stuff and all that. Yeah, I was fu- you had me fucked up the other day when you sent me the picture of the Overwatch comics compiled. The book? Yeah. Yeah. You had me fucked up because I didn't think it actually got made. I told you it got made and I found it in the store. And then I was like, can I have this? I was like, to my girlfriend, I was like, can I have this for Christmas? And she said no. She said maybe. (laughs) I'll have you know. (laughs) I'm surprised she supports our addictions. Yeah. Somebody's gotta. Yeah, right. No one. My mom doesn't. No one appreciates my drinking. Yeah. Sometimes I do. Yeah, you you do. When you sit on the couch and yell about lizards. Real quick, I used to get drunk in our friend's apartment. I feel like we've told this story before on this podcast, but we're going to say it again anyways. Yeah, I used to get drunk in our friend's apartment a lot. It was fun. I loved doing it. It was St. Patrick's Day, and I was was there at like 10 o'clock, and I was making the corned beef and cabbage. So I'd started cooking it, and it takes like 12 hours to make a good corned beef. So it is just doing its job, and it's like 11 o'clock now, and I'm like... Well, it's St. Patrick's Day. This Irishman's getting drunk. <laughs> so I get drunk in, on their couch, and everyone then got there for the St. Patrick's Day party, like, later on in the day. And I'm trashed on this couch, yelling at ancient aliens. I think this was still early in the day, because this was before I went to school and, then, <laughs> and like, came back. Because like, I came back later on, but, like, this was still, like, early, like, noontime. I got drunk when pretty it was just, early like, on that day. When it was just, like, you, me, and a couple people. And you were just, like, sitting on the couch yelling about ancient aliens, and I'm just, like, in the kitchen hearing you scream about I'm it. I'm yelling about the reptilian agenda and how the Anunnaki came back in our past and are now controlling us via that. It was, yeah. And, and everyone who was at that party tells me all about how I was drunk on the couch yelling about reptilians. It was great. Apparently. It made, it made me laugh. You know what? I'm glad that some one of us remembers it. <laughs> I, but, yeah, no, that's the kind of fun I am. Next time I get drunk, I'm going to yell about Flat Earth. Ooh. Um, so back to Talon. Their overall objective is kind of ambiguous, but how they do things is usually considered pretty villainous. I feel, like, you, I feel like it's like you just spit rhymes there. Oh, yeah, dude. I'm the next Slim Shady. <laughs> Let me stand up real quick. Ooh. Joke for you 90s kids out there. I heard that song today. It's <laughs> <That's> funny. <laughs> I literally heard that song today. It's funny. Uh, Talon has no problem killing people, both in combat or out of it. They also could potentially have something to do with the rising friction between humans and Omnics. So, the Omnic Crisis. Sounds very talony. Yeah, the Omnic Crisis is going on, and there's a theory that a lot of it has to do with Talon kind of stoking those flames. Which is good. 
because it's how we got this game. Yeah. So uh, one of their earliest operations was uh, against a man named Gerard LaCroix. Uh, he was in an operative, an Overwatch operative in charge of uh, network attacks. Unable to kill him, they kidnapped his wife and uh, reconditioned her. Oh, I spelled that fucking right. <laughs> uh, Gerard ended up getting murdered in his sleep by his brainwashed wife. And after this, they continued uh, messing with her, turning her into an assassin, which would go on to take the code name of Widowmaker. And Widowmaker would go on to be the reason that uh, Anna Amari lost her eye. Yeah, and they also, she's like cold-blooded, which is why her... Uh, skin's, skin's blue. blue because she is they, literally cold-blooded. Yeah, they did something to her. Make her literally cold-blooded, and that's why she's blue. Yeah, um, but... And I swear it wasn't just because they wanted her to look like a spider. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Widowmaker is, in my opinion, one of the more interesting characters in the lore because of what she is. Yeah. But at the same time, I just feel like they don't do shit with her. Yeah, they just kind of like make her... Evil villain. Yeah, they just made her like this villainous, and like she's so fascinating because that she is a living weapon. Yeah, and a fuck a fucking good one if she like sniped out Anna. Yeah, who was Overwatch's top sniper and second in command of Overwatch. Like this is not someone to fuck with, and she outsniped Anna. So, yeah, I mean that's pretty and good. The Widowmaker mains rejoice. Yeah, yeah, all. <laughs> All 50,000 of you cunts. I, um, uh, I, I was a huge fan of the Anna comic with, uh, or not the comic, the trailer with Widowmaker where it shows that fight a little bit. It was in like an animated trailer, but it wasn't not like the other ones. It was yeah, more yeah. like still frames. Yeah, yeah. And they have like the, the sniper fight going on and you can see Widowmaker through like Anna's scope right before she fires. I'm just like, wow, that's fucking cool. Because how it worked was the bullet went through on a scope into, and like the scope shattered into Anna's eye. So Widowmaker thought she got a kill shot. What she'd done is blind her in one eye. But yeah, I was, I was always a huge fan of that. It was fucking cool. Yeah, they do some really cool stuff with their animation in their comics. Yeah. Uh, the comics are actually really good as far as comics are concerned. Yeah, I agree. I I read a lot of comics and I'm usually pretty fine with the medium in general. Like I like things that are comics. But at the same time like they do a really good job with all the writing and stuff. It's bliss. I don't I expect nothing less from them. Yeah. Uh Reaper also seems to be one of the top operatives of Talon. While not made by Talon, his talents are obvious. It also seems that Talon higher-ups have also gone so far as to recruit some underground people, such as Sombra, although her loyalty to Talon is questionable at best. Some of their successful missions were at Watchpoint Gibraltar, uh, which was where they got the codes from uh, Winston. Winston. Uh, the uh, quote-unquote assassination attempt uh, in Russia, which was purposely thwarted by Sombra. And at the Helix Security International's prison, which was to break out Doomfist. You and the um the one in London where Widowmaker kills the that omnic. Oh yeah, that she omnic kills the head person. Yeah, the head the uh omnic priest guy. Yeah. Yeah, they like they know what they're doing and they're targeting certain things on purpose. That was a cool that was a cool video too. The Tracer Widowmaker fight. 
Yeah. And I mean, I wanted to talk about the one in Russia, too, with Sombra. Yeah. Like, being Sombra, purposely thwarting the whole mission so that she could get another ally. Like, Sombra obviously is using Talon to do whatever the fuck she wants. Yeah, which is great. Again, one of the best characters in Overwatch. Yeah. Have you seen the thing where she, you know how she does the boop at the end? Yeah. That there's a picture of the the mom and the kid and she's booping the kid or the kid's booping her. So, like, there's, like, speculation that that's where she got it from. She looked at the picture on the desk real quick and then did it. Oh, really? Yeah. That's cool. <clears throat> no, I haven't seen that. I'm going to have to go back and rewatch those. Not that I have any problem rewatching those. Oh, yeah. Considering all... the Reinhardt one just came out and I've seen it so many times, it's not even funny. It's so great. It's so good. Uh, if you haven't seen the, if you don't know anything about Overwatch and you haven't done the, haven't gone and watched the animated shorts, you can go watch those without ever playing the fucking game. And they are a delight. Like the Bastion one still pulls on my heart. Yeah. And it's just a robot. And it's just a robot walking. It's just adorable because Bastion's adorable. But yeah, they, they, they're all really cool. And Sombra ends up being, I don't know, one of my favorite characters in lore. I definitely don't play her often, but Sombra ends up being yeah, fucking Yeah, not super great with her, but she's still, still fun to play. She stuff. was great when she first came out and then she got nerfed and now I don't care. <laughs> um, the other thing was um, in um, what's her name's Mori, Mor- Mo- Moira, 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 in uh, her origin story short, which is more um, the still image thing. Yeah, it it seems like she's the reason why Reaper is the way he is. She seems so. That that I'm interested in. I got to dive into that a little bit more because I know that Mercy was involved in that too. Yeah, but it does seem like Moira was more involved in that. Yeah, because there's literally a, an image of him sitting in a chair, looking at like his hands and like her doing something on like a computer screen with like her other hand on his shoulder or something like that. And it slowly he's the the like his black shadowy stuff starts slowly yeah. going around his body. Yeah, in the past, and Reapers con- blamed Mercy. Yeah, and it kind of imi- uh, mirrors her, like, her powers, like, her, bl- her dark, because she has, like, the healing in the dark, Yeah, whatever, siphon darkness. Yeah, I don't know, but... <laughs> the darkness. I don't know a lot about Moira right now, but, uh, yeah, she's... Uh, we'll talk about it later, but she does a lot of stuff with DNA. Which would explain why Reaper's unstable. Because that's the big thing with Reaper. His molecules are unstable. His DNA is unstable, which is why he's basically just a cloud. Yeah. He's a cloud that could like is under all that. He's like uh Darth Nihilus. If you get that reference, I love you. <laughs> that's a Kotar reference. But yeah, that's uh that that's interesting. I always just thought it was Mercy trying yeah. to keep him alive. But uh, it might have to do with Moira. That'd be might fucking be. interesting. Yeah, it might be a bit of both. Yeah. I think Mercy might have kept him alive, and then Moira was like, let's fuck you up. Yeah. Just mess with your DNA, kid. Yeah, so, she, so it'd be interesting. It'd be an interesting dynamic, because then Reaper would be blaming Mercy for something that Mercy didn't do. Yeah. Mercy saved his life, theoretically. Yeah. But, and of course, that hits close to home for you, because Mercy's your bae. Yeah. The leaders of Talon are called the Council of Leaders. Creative name. You will not find a better name for a group of people. 
who are leaders. Um, it's made up of several agents with Doomfist, who is a, a Nigerian mercenary who um, is the defector's leader and wants to use Talon to make humanity stronger through conflict at the front. Pretty much all he wants to do is fight because... He thinks that humanity will be better if they fight. Yeah. Just wars, fighting, fight somebody, go yeah. on the street, punch someone. He, oh, literally, he's, he, he's designed to put, just punch people. Yeah. He's got one big fist. He's got a giant fist. You know, I, as, I like Doomfist as a character. But the fact that he only has one big fist is fucking stupid. <laughs> like, make it two. But his name is Doomfist, not Doomfists. Yeah, but you make it two. Call yourself Doomfists. Doomfists. Sounds silly, Josh. Yeah, well, so does, and you can still call yourself Doomfist. You just have two of them. Fuck it. I, I don't know. I Hellboy only has one. Okay, yeah, but his at least has a reason. Well, maybe this one does too. No, it doesn't. It, it, there's literally none. Hellboy's got a reason because he's has the right hand of Doom, the key to the apocalypse, fused onto his arm in the womb. Like that didn't happen to fucking Doomfist. He could, and like his left arm, like they've shown, his left arm's strong as hell. Put a fucking metal thing on that. Oh, look, you got two big fists now. Maybe he likes to keep the other one free for activities. <laughs> I like to color with my left hand. Thank you very much. Yes. God. Uh, then we have Reaper, who used to be one of the main members of Overwatch, and then went to be the leader of Blackwatch. Got all um, shitty, fought now, John Morrison, yeah. and I, I don't actually remember if that's uh, Soldier 76's real name. <laughs> I don't think, uh, is it John? John Morrison sounds like a musician, because <laughs> it's a musician. I didn't know we were talking about the fucking doors. The doors. <laughs> it, it's definitely Morrison. Jack Morrison. Yeah, you're right. It's Jack. Yeah. Um... <laughs> But yeah, he go he goes on to fight Jack Morrison forever, uh, and the the war between them ends up being the end of Overwatch, the internal battle there that blew up the Swedish facility, and you know caused Reaper to become Reaper. Yeah, but yeah, that's that's him. Yeah, and then he joins Talon. Yeah, and then he joins Talon. So, and then we have Moira, who is the new uh, character. And she's uh, a geneticist from Ireland um, whose controversial DNA research has led her to work with Talon. So she, she was originally doing uh, research with Overwatch because they gave her funding. But then they were questionable about her methods because she really didn't give a fuck about anything and just wanted results. So they kind of were like, get out. And then she kind of was like, hey, look, Blackwatch. And she joined Blackwatch. But then when everything got disbanded, she kind of just went to Talon. Yeah, she kind of was bouncing around just to be able to continue her research from what I saw. Yeah, also, she, just, she pretty much just wants money for her research, and whoever gives it to her gives it to her. Also, I'm super hyped they didn't make her German. So many times they yeah. make the mad scientist German. Yeah. And I, as much as I understand that trope, because we had uh, Nazis, and they literally were mad scientists at points, they, while I understand that trope, I think that it's exhausted. So I'm glad that the German we have in this is like this big friendly guy and the 
Irish person we have in this is the mad scientist because that isn't a common trope. Yeah. The it's... Irish are never mad scientists. They're the big friendly ones. Exactly. So I'm very happy that they decided to kind of go against that grain a little bit and make their Irish character the mad scientist. And it might sound like I'm hating on the Irish. I'm just tired of stereotypes. Yeah, man. Shake it up. Yeah. Do something different. And I don't... Surprise me. And I don't hate on the Irish. I love Ireland. It yeah. was, It's my favorite place in the world. Yep. Other than by Nick's side. I was going to say that, so thank you. Beat me to it. Um, and then we have a fellow by the name of Sanjay Corporal, who is a uh, Vishkar employee and is basically using talent to gain control over Rio de Janeiro. Yeah, a lot of the, the characters we're going to be talking about now are not actually playable characters in the game, but sit on the council. Yeah. Because they are have a, an interest in talent. They're not as involved directly with the terrorist work as, let's say, Doomfist is. But, yeah. 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 Um... Another is an Omnic named Maximilian, who is a uh, Cropier by day. Um, there's also currently an empty seat on the council that was once held by v- Viali, who was from Venice and wanted uh, Talon to be more profitable than it is. Um, he was thrown off a bridge by Doomfist for going against Talon's ideals. Yeah, it seems like that happens to a lot of people that Doomfist interacts with. <laughs> uh... One could say Doomfist has a temper. Just a bit. I think it's because one arm's bigger than the other. It might be. Might get heavy. Yeah. Like, even how he carries it, he, like, carries it above his head. Like, it looks like he gets heavy. Yeah. Pretty big. I mean, you just switch arms every once in a while. You know, balance it out. Yeah. Um, or, or have two. <laughs> and then it'd be twice as heavy. Um, other members, uh, include Widowmaker, Sombra, who we've talked about, and Hakim, who once hunted Anna, and the former Doomfist, because there's the current Doomfist that we have now, but then there was another Doomfist There was actually him. another one before that one, too. Yeah, and another one before him, um, and they're deceased. There was, like, what are they, what is it? The, the hero. The scourge and the successor, and yeah. the one that's now is the successor. successor. Yeah, the hero, the, the scourge, and the successor. That's in the game now. Is, is known as the successor. Yeah, I wish we could get more on the other Doomfists, to be perfectly honest. Because, the first off, the first one would definitely be an interesting character to look at. Because with Doomfist being a bad guy now, and that Doomfist being called a hero, yeah. is Doomfist, the original Doomfist, really a hero? Or is he like kind of faking it like oh i'm making a bunch of money off being a hero i'm gonna be a hero like captain quark from Ratchet and clank <laughs> yeah you feel like yeah, that's yeah. like a, that's like a super good example yeah yeah no that's good or it was the original doomfist actually hero and then with the scourge i'd really like to see more with the scourge versus the current doomfist and like how that all worked yeah didn't they fight each other yeah yeah that'd be cool that'd be cool to just see yeah i'd really like to see that but Doomfist, I think, is a character I'm super interested in. I just fucking yeah, hate his design. Shout out to, like, his... One of his initial trailers where, like, he literally rips off, like, Tracer's thing. Oh, yeah. 
and like their fight because like this is when he breaks out and like Tracer, Winston, Mercy, and I feel like somebody else, maybe Genji. I thought it was go- maybe Torbjorn, but or maybe Torbjorn went to go fight him, and he literally like catches Tracer he- mid blink and like rips off the thing that keeps her stable. Yeah, and like- I was like. Oh my god! It's one of those things where I seen that and I was like, "Jeez, dude!" Like, cause I, I, it's not like a hidden thing in the Overwatch universe that Tracer needs that yeah. to remain stable. Like, that's a low blow. Yeah. Like, that's like killing. Like, like if someone's on oxygen, taking that off. Like, Tracer has big issues if she's not wearing that. And the fact that he just caught her and ripped that off. Yeah. I was like, "Jeez, dude. Take it down like 3 notches." So badass. You caught Tracer. You won. <laughs> you did it. It's enough. That's the hard part. You did it. <laughs> but no, no, he needed to make an example. Yeah. Doomfist is cool. Yeah. Wish he had two fists. Yeah. I'm never going to get over the fact that I hate how Doomfist looks. Yeah. I mean, it was just one of those things where, like, the name came first, and, like, they never yeah. really had initial design for him. Well, they had Doomfist's fist. Yeah. Like, they added in the, the thing. But, yeah, they... It's one of those things where, if they'd call... They should have called him Doomfist from the start. Or... Well, they did. No, he called... He was called Doomfist from the start. I was saying Doomfists. Oh. <laughs> but... Yeah, they, I don't know. I don't agree with the name, but it's, it is what it is, and they made the character fucking cool regardless. Yeah. And it'd be cool if I could get a full-size Doomfist gauntlet. I'll tell you that much. Oh my god. And then an Infinity Gauntlet on the other hand. So I'm in the process of trying to get a full-size right hand of Doom. Ooh. That isn't as easy as it sounds. I bet. Mostly because it's expensive. Yeah. But I won't it? That's awesome. It'd be great to have a full-sized, full-handed, right-handed Doom. Just run around with it. Yeah, dude, I'm punching shit with it. What the <laughs> fuck? I'm putting that shit on. <laughs> I am Anun. What is it? Anun Un Rama. Anun Un Rama. Hellboy's real name. Oh, I'm like that. Yeah. yeah. I think it's Anun Anun Un Rama. Anun Un. But yeah, they um. It'd be cool to get a full-size Doomfist gauntlet. But yeah, Talon, as an organization, is super interesting to me. Like, I I hope... What? Is it Anunung Rama? Yeah. An- Anung Un Rama. A-N-U-N-G. Space. Space. U-N space R-A-M-A. Yeah, all I remember... I don't remember that name often. I, I know a couple things about that name. All I remember from Hellboy 2 is one of my favorite parts is when he challenges... This is right towards the end or a spoiler podcast. Get over it. Watch Hellboy. Um, Hellboy to the Golden Army. He's challenging the Elf King to like a battle for the crown that controls the Golden Army. And he's like, what right do you have? And then someone goes, he's Anunun Rama. He's the son of the fallen one. He is the prince of hell. He literally has every right. He's the <laughs> only one here. Yeah. I'm just like, damn. <laughs> you. <laughs> Yeah, I, I believe whatever translation it is, Anunun Rama is son of the fallen. I don't know what, what it literally, what language it's in, but I think it might mean son of the fallen. Yeah. Um, anyway, Talon. 
Cool organization. I hope they do a lot more with it. However, I hope they don't make any more Talon characters, if that makes any sense. Yeah, we've gotten a lot. We have, out of all the characters we've gotten, we've gotten, it's like every other is a Talon character. When you have, like, eh, so many other things. So you have Ana came out. Mm. Sombra came out. Sombra's Talon, kind of. Um, then you have, uh, what's her name? Um, the robot. Arisa. Arisa, not Talon. Then you have Doomfist, Talon. And then you have the character that just came out, Moira, Talon. Yeah. Like, three out of five, Talon. So, like, I like Talon, and I think it's really, really cool. But I, I want, like, more characters that fit within the universe, but aren't at the same time as much as they fit within the universe, aren't necessarily involved with Talon or even Overwatch. They're joining Overwatch for the first time, kind of like a diva. You feel? Yeah, I feel you. Like it'd, I agree. It'd be cool. Like, that's what I really liked about uh, uh, Arisa, because Arisa is a robot that was put back together by a kid and, like, turned into, like, the safety robot that's now working for Overwatch. Like, she didn't exist beforehand. Yeah. She was put back together as this, like, really cool safety robot now. That's why I like Arisa so much. Yeah, her, her backstory is cool. She was, like, a, like a, just a typical Omnic robot. She was, like, no, she wasn't just a typical Omnic robot. She was, like, one of the strike team for the Omnic robots. They, like, they feared these Omnics. And she took got turned into, like, this safety robot that's like exists to keep people safe now. Yeah. Like exact opposite of what she was. She wasn't like Bastion who like gained sentience. She was reprogrammed into what she is. And that's why I really like Arisa. She's like an original character, someone new to this story. Like Anna wasn't new to this story either, in my opinion. Anna was the, the mother of uh, Farah. Yeah. Like we'd heard about Anna before. Like I, I was like, Okay, cool. Like, I'm glad we get to play as this character. We get to see this character. But, like, there's so much in this universe, and, I, and it's such a big, expansive thing. Give me something new. Yeah. Like, I don't want a Talon. I don't want an Overwatch. I want someone new to join Overwatch. Like, that'd be cool. Some third party. Yeah. Like, or like Arisa ended up being. Yeah. Uh, like, what D.Va is. I kind of like the fact that there's, like, this new generation of Overwatch being built by the current Overwatch uh, like operatives, like the old school ones. So like Reinhardt and Winston came back, but like there's this whole new generation of people like Diva and Lucio. Give me more of them. Yeah. That'd be fucking awesome. Yeah. But that's just my opinion. No, I agree. I think we, we got enough talent. Let's do something else. Yeah. Let's fuck with some other shit, huh? I, I don't know. I'm hoping we get a... Uh, Something I'm also hoping we get more with what's going on in Australia, but that's because I like Mad Max. I want a Canadian hero. That'd be dope. That'd be really dope. Yeah. You're like you don't even think about it, but like, yeah, Canadian hero would be pretty fucking awesome. Actually, they could be like, you you could go real stereotypical with it because Canadians don't get mad when you talk about maple syrup around them. So like, <laughs> you could you could make them like a wilderness person, like a survivor, like. With everything going on, they kind of forgot about it. I know we have that a little bit, a tiny bit with May, but like, yeah, you could definitely make more of a wilderness survivor person out of this. Give me a Canadian hero. That'd be fucking cool. Someone who like, when the Omnic crisis hit, went into the woods, didn't know it ended. Like, you know how those Japanese soldiers in World War II, like some of them 
stayed on these islands they were stationed on for decades because yeah, yeah. they didn't know the war had ended. Give me that with some Canadian wild man. Yeah, and he just comes out and he's all like rugged and like the war. Yeah, but like, well, like not soldier the war. <laughs> yeah, not like soldier the war. The war goes on. Not none of that. Give me like it's still going on. Yeah, and then like doesn't understand that Omnics and humans are friends in some places, and there's still conflict in others. He'd get along great with like Zarya because Zarya's an Omnicator. Like it'd be fucking cool, in my opinion. Yeah. Like no, no, that's really cool. I I think that like a Canadian hero with a backstory like that, awesome, and then joins Overwatch to like fight the good fight that he's been fighting for the last however long, in the woods by himself. In the woods by himself, <laughs> like it'd be so cool. I I don't know. I think that'd be cool. Yeah, I agree. Do that. It'd be. It, do it. it. It's different, and I kind of like the fact that it's different. Yeah. But yeah, so that that's my. I'll just put the Ninja Turtles in the game. Or just put the Ninja Turtles in the game. Primo. Perfect. <laughs> 10 out of 10. Best game ever. <laughs> I fucking still look so excited about that. <sighs> my cousin was over for Thanksgiving. We're recording this like the day after Thanksgiving. My cousin was over for Thanksgiving. And I grew up with my cousin. Cousin's, I don't know, probably five years older than me. But I grew up like in his footsteps. And um, we, one of the things that we bonded over is Ninja Turtles. We, all, we both love the Ninja Turtles. Like I'm not... A huge, huge Ninja Turtle person on the outside. I don't have a bunch of Ninja Turtle shit. I collect enough shit. But, like, when I was a kid kid, I had a bunch of Ninja Turtle toys. I still love the Ninja Turtle. Uh, and we were talking about that, and I showed him that trailer, and I explained that, like, oh, we thought it was going to be John Constantine or Rorschach, and then show that, and then he sees it, and he's just like, that is the coolest thing! <laughs> because of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles! I was like, I know, it's amazing. <laughs> it really is. It still is like just is great. It makes my soul happy. Um, but yeah, with uh, that, uh, I think we're we're good talking about Overwatch. Unless you got anything else to say about it? No, I think we're good for now. So, like how we like to end every episode, Nick, what you been playing? Ultra Sun, Pokemon, Ultra Sun, tons of fun. Talk that to rhymed. me more about it. That rhymed. Um, no, I've been having a blast. It's <clears throat> it's like. I, I'm at the end of the second island. There's four. Okay. For anybody who hasn't played it. Um, I'm at the end of the second island, and then there's obviously a whole fifth island, in quotes. It's more like a, a factory foundation on an island specifically, and that's like a huge story. There's only like a huge part of the story happens. Um, but I'm at the, the end of the second island, and it's pretty much like sun and moon, but better. It's like it's like an ultra version of it. Some would say. <laughs> <laughs> oh um, God, I hate myself. But yeah, it's. I mean, it's it's pretty much the same game, just a lot better in a lot of places. Like what I really noticed at the beginning of the game, the beginning of uh, Sun and Moon is a slog. I will say, it takes like an hour. I might be stretching that, but like, there's a lot of tutorials, a lot of people talking. Takes forever for you to get your starter. This one, it's like boom right away. You just pick your starter. Oh, that's dope. And I was like, all right, thank God. Like, it's the beginning is is not as much of a slog to get through as Sun and Moon was. So I really appreciate that. But it's like a lot of the same. And then they added like a lot of a lot of side characters that you do side quests with. In this one, um, there's this whole separate story that's been going on with like these two people who weren't in the first game they're all like 
future teched out whatever but they weren't like in the first game at all and they like show up randomly and they keep talking to you and they talking about like time travel or us or is um and like mysterious things that keep happening and everything that's cool about alola and whatever it's pretty so I'm, I'm i'm interested to see where that goes and how that plays into the main overall theme that i'm sure it's gonna happen because i played sun and moon so i'm seeing how they're how much they're gonna keep the same when we get into like the meat of like the main story like i mentioned with that foundation part um but yeah but i like seeing like since it's like we already had sun and moon in this one there's a lot of older generation pokemon showing up so like people like throw out not just sun and moon pokemon for you to fight and you can have them on your team been changing my team up a lot my current teams uh Brion, um, Zora, uh, Pissimian, because uh, I did have uh, a Hariyama for a while, but then I was like, I kind of want to use the monkey. So when I got to the monkey, since they're both fighting types, because yeah. I don't have Oranguru, I'm going to probably pick up Ultra Moon and then play that. And then when I get that game, I'll play with Oranguru, but this one has Pissimian. And they're both fighting types. So I was like, I really don't need two fighting types, so I'm just going to use the monkey. Um, I was using Lycanroc for a while because you get, you get a, there's a mystery gift for a, a rock rough that'll turn into specifically the new Lycanroc form. So I was like, ah, I yeah. just kind of want to get it. But then I got rid of it because I had used Lycanroc and Sun. It's pretty much the same thing. It just kind of looks different. And, uh, what the, I forget the grass, the bounce, bounce suite using that grass type. Um, the fuck else am I using? Oh, I uh, have a Marowak because I want to use an Alolan. Uh, I have a Cubone because I want to use an yeah. Alolan Marowak because it's probably the best Alolan form. I don't know. I like Alolan Ball, uh, Vulpix. Yeah, that's probably the second, uh, Ice Fairy. I was considered using that, but I don't know. I play around with the team a lot. I do have like a, a Water Fairy. I'm going to have a Water Fairy type. So, yeah, like, having so you an, don't ice really fairy need an Ice Fairy type. The yeah. less good version of that. Yeah. Um, is that six? Uh, I think it's more. Well, I I swapped yeah. some out. I don't know, but yeah. So it's uh, I've been having fun with it. It's it's fun to play th- through Pokemon again. Um, some interesting shit happened. Like there's like this whole side quest where like Dittos are impersonating people. I'm in. Oh, that's that. That explains that Snapchat you sent me. Yeah, I literally walk into a police station. There's a guy at the, there's like multiple police stations in the game. So there's usually like a guy at the desk, and then there was a guy in the back. I walk him and I t- and I talk to him. He just goes ditto, and then I st- instantly start a fight with a ditto. And I was like, "What? <laughs> this is a ditto yes, turning sends, into people." He and sends then it's me like, like a snap of this ditto, and he goes, "This was a police officer." <laughs> and then like the police officer was just like, "That ditto was impersonating my partner. They must be part of like the Ditto Five or like so- it's some ditto gang that's like impersonating people, and you have to find all of them." That and I, I respect. Like, and I was like, "This is weird, but I'm in." So it's just weird shit. Yeah, that sounds weird as shit. I'm in. So yeah, it's a it's a improved Sun and Moon, and I'm really enjoying it. Good, I'm glad. And I, then, yeah, that's pretty much it. Okay, I've probably been playing more games than I've played in the last like six months. That's <laughs> just saying something. So I've been playing Injustice Two, uh, doing getting my Hellboy skills down pat. I fucking love that character. I'm so in on Hellboy. It's not even funny. Like, I knew I was going to love him, but I do. Yeah. 
So I'm glad that happened. Um, I've bought the new Lego superhero, Lego Marvel superheroes too. And it's amazing. <laughs> it's all based on Kang the Conqueror. Yep. Who's like that time traveler motherfucker. He basically, you're on a planet called Chronopolis where like a bunch of different time periods and planets are all meshed together. So like you can fly from Manhattan to medieval times to cowboys to Manhattan noir, which is all in black and white to Nueva York, which is the New York of 2099. It's fucking awesome. That sounds awesome. I love it. <laughs> it is so fun. And those games are just stupid fun. Yeah, they really are. Like, there's not a lot to them. There's a lot of collecting and grinding. But I, have, I just have so much fun just sitting down and playing this game. Earning new characters, because there's like 200 and something characters in it. And I'm Jesus. just like, fuck yeah, I'm going to play as Agent Venom. <laughs> like, hell yeah. Hell yeah, I'm going to play as Old West Iron Man. Like, it's so cool. That's dope. Um, and then the other thing I've been playing is, since it came out, I've been playing a fuckload of Pocket Camp. Have you? I haven't decided if I want to pick it up yet. It's great. Is it? I've been playing a lot of Animal Crossing uh, Pocket Camp, and I liked Animal Crossing when it first came out. I liked it for the GameCube, and I picked it up uh, Wild World for the DS, but that was the last one I played. Like, it's not, there's not a lot to it yet. I figured. I mean, it just came out. There's not a lot to it yet. But what's in it is a lot of fun. Like, it's, it's all about relationship building between your campers uh, or the other people there. Like, you have a whole camp that you can deck out, and then you have your RV, which you can deck out. Like, I already have, like, a two-story RV in it. Yeah. Like, it's pretty fun. I Like, it plays like an Animal Crossing game, too. It's not like... I thought it was going to be, like, mini-games. Yeah. Like, oh, this is stupid. Like, no, you walk around and shit. Hmm. Like, it's pretty fucking fun. Hmm. I'm going to gonna have to take a gander at it. Yeah, so I, uh, I picked it up, and uh, yeah, I don't, I'm not much of a mobile game player. Like, I've never been big into, like, games on my phone. Yeah, me either. But, uh, yeah, I don't hate this one. This is a lot of fun. I, um, yeah, I, I really enjoy it. I think the last time I got, actually, there was two times I got really big into mobile games. Except for Pokemon Go. <laughs> yes, except for Pokemon Go. Um, the, the, the second one was uh, Pokemon Shuffle. Oh, my God, I remember that. You I, were the one who got me into that. That was a mistake. Pokemon Shuffle was super addicting, and, like, to the point where, like, I literally played it every fucking day, and, like, had every single Pokemon you could possibly get in that game. I was at Bro's Bachelor Party, and between bowling at Bro's Bachelor Party, I'd had a lot of bees in it. We were just all playing Pokemon Shuffle. Like, we were on Bro's wedding day, we were playing Pokemon Shuffle. That's great. Like, it was, like, Bro and I, on his wedding day, like... We we were finally got a minute to relax. We sit down and we both go, <laughs> like <laughs> and we were just playing some Pokemon Shuffle. Yeah, it was bad. Like to the point where, like, when I got a new phone, I was like, I probably should not reinstall this game. Yeah. Um. So I didn't, and that stopped that. Thank God. But before that was, uh, I was really addicted to Puzzle and Dragons. Really? Yeah. It was me, Andrew, and and uh, Devin. We used to play that game constantly and would like talk about it all the time and like all the new things that came out 
And it pretty much plays kind of like Pokemon Shuffle, but with, like, monsters and stuff. But then they would also do really cool promotions. So, like, there was a whole DC promotion where you get, like, Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman. Oh, that's cool. And then I think right before I stopped, or right, no, right after I stopped, they did a Dragon Ball promotion where you could get, like, Goku, Vegeta, Gohan. It's pretty cool. And all that shit. It was pretty dope. Uh, but, yeah, I was super into that game. I Yeah, I'm not, um... I'm never really into mobile games. There's this one puzzle, mobile puzzle game called The Room that I played for like ever. Like I, I have all of them. There's like The Room One, Two, and Three, and I played all of them. Like Injustice Two mobile came out. I played that for a little bit. It was okay. Uh, I played I played Twenty Forty Eight on like planes and stuff. But like those aren't really like real mobile mobile games. You know what I feel? Yeah, yeah. But like I, I like Pocket Camp. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, I'm definitely checking it out. I was like I said, I was on the fence. I've played most of the mobile Nintendo games that they put out. Like I played Mario Run for a little bit. And I wasn't I super. I didn't like Mario it. Run. I played Fire Emblem Heroes, and it was pretty fun. But then I kind of got bored after I beat like the campaign. I kind of got bored, and it was just kind of like, all right, do the campaign on hard. And I was like, eh. eh. It was. I mean, but it was fun. It was literally Fire Emblem, but like condensed. Where like Fire Emblem, you play with like like just upwards like somewhere between like 10 15 players on your map this was condensed to like four and like a smaller map but it played the same so it was really fun like i enjoy fire games. i also played hearthstone for a little bit when i first got an iphone um and i thought it was boring i i get why people think it's so addicting addicting and stuff but it seems maybe i just missed it but it didn't seem like super layered to me like the rules were really easy and i was like Okay, is this it? And from what I saw, it was. I've been mistaken before. I don't think I played it that long. I'm still hoping CD Projekt Red uh, comes out with Gwent for iPhone. Yo, if they make Gwent for fucking phones, I'm absolutely picking Gwent up. There's I'll no actually way. sit there and learn Gwent. I actually like Gwent, like having played it on my console. Like, I don't dislike Gwent, but I, um, I really hope they come out with it as a mobile game. Because fuck yeah, dude, I'll play Gwent. Yeah. It'll just make it like Hearthstone, but the rules of Gwent, it ain't that hard. You did no. it already. Yeah. There's already a Gwent standalone game. Like, it'd just be really cool mobile. So I'm hoping that CD Projekt Red does something like that. That'd be dope. Real quick, did you see what uh, CD Projekt Red said on Twitter? Yes. Um, let me get it up real quick. There's, a, there's been a bunch of companies doing that. Yeah, but CD Projekt Red I like. Yeah, no, CD Projekt Red was funny. Well, just like their statement. Okay, so uh, so what it was was CD with everything going on with EA and stuff. We we haven't really talked about it on the podcast yet. We have talked about it amongst ourselves. Uh, video games are obviously near and dear to us. I have my concerns about what's happening with EA. I really don't think now is the time or place to really talk about that a lot. I I don't think it's a secret that what our thoughts are on things, but. I mean, I'm not a fan of what EA is doing with Star Wars Battlefront 2. Yeah, I agree. And, and that's about all we're going to say on it, unless you guys desperately want us to talk about it more. Uh, let us know, but we really shouldn't say much more on it. However, CD Projekt Red, which was the uh, developers for The Witcher, uh, specifically The Witcher 3, they're an incredible company. Uh, they one of the things that sold me on The Witcher 3 before I even played the game was opening up the case and seeing a letter from them saying, we're going to give you a bunch of DLC for free. 
Uh, it's because we think that games are important and we want you to like ours. And they did their best as a company to make sure that we liked theirs. And I think that there's a, they are the reason Witcher 3 is my favorite game. Like, I love the universe and everything, but CD Projekt Red did some incredible work with that. And they continue to be incredible. So their next game they're coming out with is Cyberpunk 2077, which is a game I followed since I finished The Witcher 3. I'm really looking forward to Cyberpunk 2077. I'm expecting it to be a futuristic Witcher, which, perfect. Give yes. me that. So a Twitter account by the name of uh, Pretty Good Gaming uh, tweet, CD Projekt Red are considering games as a service for Cyberpunk 2077 as part of their drive to make it more commercially significant. So it was things like concerns with The Witcher not selling as much as they wished it would have. Uh, it didn't make Battlefront 2 numbers. Well, Battlefront 1 numbers. It made Witcher numbers. But CD Projekt Red responded to that tweet. Worry not. When thinking Cyberpunk 2077, think nothing less than The Witcher 3. Huge single-player open-world story-driven RPG. No hidden catch. You get what you pay for. No bullshit. Just honest gaming like with Wild Hunt. We leave the greed to others. And that is one of the billions of reasons CD Projekt Red will have a very near and dear spot in my heart because they just want to make games. Yeah, it was such a good response. It, and, and it really was. They were like, we, we just want to make a game that follows in the footsteps of The Witcher 3. And if they can do that, I, I'm sold. Yeah. They're a company that has been from, I mean, they, they have had some controversial things in the past. After The Witcher 3, they fired a lot of their staff. Uh, they, I don't know the outcome of that. They're not perfect. But when it comes to consumers, they treat their consumers not like beef. They treat their consumers like people. And that I really respect about them. Yes. So. I well, agree. Yeah, it's with everything going on in the world of video games right now and all the concerns, uh, it's good to see stuff like that. Um, and real quick, I, I don't want to make things politically charged, but the FCC is going through their whole net neutrality thing. Mm. Net neutrality, if you don't know, basically they're trying to make it so that, in a nutshell, the internet is uh in the hands of your internet service providers and they can charge you more for certain services and stuff it's bullshit it's bullshit on every level this is not a political thing yeah the person in charge of it is has political beliefs but and sure you might want to vote within those if you want this isn't a political podcast like at all no but the importance of net neutrality in my opinion is something that needs to be talked about it's important to have a free and open internet because, like, at the end of the day, like, we don't want to be political, but at the end of the day, with this, it affects us because we provide free content, listening content in the form of podcasts for you beautiful people on the internet. Right. Like, you, you pay for your internet, and then you can do whatever you want with it, such as download or stream our podcast or any of your other favorite podcasts or literally anything else, YouTube, music, whatever. And taking away net neutrality could affect that where you might have to pay to listen to your favorite podcasts. Uh, and, and not just that. I agree. That's, that's part of it. I have an issue when freedoms are taken away. Uh, I believe that freedoms are, are important and we, we have these things that 
really shouldn't be taken away uh, that are. And with things like net neutrality, like there are points where censorship has happened. Like certain ISPs have censored things like concerts and stuff on Facebook because they didn't like what they had because they had agendas against their own. I mean, one of the big ones is uh, FaceTime. Uh, what well, I believe it was AT&T, uh, disabled FaceTime on iPhones because FaceTime is done through the internet. It's not done through a, a cell service provider. Yeah. So it, I can FaceTime anyone right now and not from my iPad, which has no internet or no cell service. They disabled that through the internet. Like you're disabling this thing that's mine. I paid for this. Yeah. Because you have that power. So net neutrality is something that they'll be able to do that. Like if you ever look at how Puerto Rico looks right now with what's going on with what their lack of net neutrality looks like, you have to pay an extra five ninety nine for things like social media. Uh, you have to pay an extra five ninety nine for things like video streaming services. Like these are this is concerning and like on top of like paying, on top of paying for the internet you're paying of, for the internet you just oh, have to pay for all this extra i shit. meant like on top of paying like the subscription for the service right like it's, it's like you have to pay to use the service and then pay to use the service it is nothing but greed on a corporate level no oh, absolutely um trying to get more money out of us to be allowed to do these things and i think maybe this might be my fringe kind of theories it's a form of censorship that I don't appreciate. Like you, I, I cannot stand censorship on any level. No. So seeing forms of censorship happen to something, to things that I care about, like um, modern technology and stuff, it, it's bullshit. So if you want to look up more of what we're talking about, there's plenty of sources out there. Uh, FCC uh, has their own sources, but you, there's also other sources that analyze the FCC. Um, and if you really are passionate about this thing, call your congressman. There is also a, uh, a bot called... Um, oh, let me get it real quick. The Battle for the Net? No. Uh, well, that's, uh, that's that a helps service. Call. Well, that helps call. Yeah, there's a... Uh, up i have it right there yeah there's a resist bot is what it's called uh i believe the website for it is resistbot.io it is a bot that you can text uh or you can even do it on facebook messenger you it will ask you for your personal information like your name and your address it's so they can find your congressman and uh they will write the letter for you you just have to fill in that information. Uh, it's that easy if you have a problem with it. It really, there's, it's really, you don't even have to make a phone call if you don't like talking to people. Just go to ResistBot. What is it? Is it ResistBot.io? Yeah. Yeah. Check that out and just fill in that information and guess what? You did it. Like, if you are as passionate about a free and open internet as Nick and I both are, then uh, do a, do something about it. Uh, I don't know what it will do. We're just two voices on a podcast. Yeah. But um, uh, I think that it's an important thing that we all actually need to worry about. This isn't a political agenda. This isn't like my ideologies clashing with someone else's ideologies. I think that this transcends that. This is about freedom. Yeah. 
And uh, I think that it's an important thing to talk about, especially as two people on the internet. <laughs> yeah, especially when, like, literally pretty much a good percentage of the population is a consumer of the internet. Right. Uh, so I just thought I'd just tag that on to the end of this. Just I think that's something important that we need to talk about. Yeah. But uh, other than that, uh, after that serious note, um, yeah, I think that that's about all I've been playing this week, Nick. Yeah. Um, so follow us on social media while you can. Yeah, follow us on social media <laughs> while it's not an extra amount of money. Uh, we are at Navi underscore Tales. Again, that is at Navi underscore Tales. We're both on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, send us things that are pretty on Instagram. I like to see pretty things. I'm a fan of goats. Goats are really cute. Josh does like his goats. I do like my goats. Uh, send pictures of goats to <laughs> our Instagram, please. Yes. And I will be hyped. <laughs> um, until next time, uh, yeah, we'll uh, see you later. Fight for neutrality. Fight for America. Fight for freedom. Fight for freedom. Put some, like, American music on this. And uh, pour some sugar on me, huh? <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll see you later. Bye. Love you. Uh, so unable to kill him. Good job. Fucking hell. So, uh, the leaders, the leaders. Wow. Uh, the fuck was I? At the front. At the front. Um, and. Hammock. Hakim. Hakim. Gwent's getting a single player campaign. I did see that. It got delayed, but it, it is. Yeah, I'll play the single player campaign of Gwent. Fuck you, dude. That, that's when I'll actually pick up Gwent on my PlayStation. Put some sugar on me.